This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back to Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv and streaming on AMIplus.ca. I'm Alex Smythe. 2023 was an unprecedented year for climate emergencies. From massive storms and flooding in the east to wildfires that ravaged the north and the west, it is more important than ever to be prepared for these situations. Disability rights advocate Anne Camozzi has covered this file extensively, and Anne is here to look ahead at what 2024 may bring. Hello, Anne. How are you doing today? I'm just great, Alex. Nice to be here to talk about this, even though it's a difficult topic. Yeah, absolutely. You always bring such valuable information and insight, so I never uh, am afraid to chat emergency preparedness with you, Anne. So first Thank off, you. let's start with this. What in- what improvements have you seen in how emergencies have been managed for folks with disabilities? Well, we'll look on the positive to start this conversation. Well, I think we made some really great strides in 2023, although their climate emergencies were incredible. We now have voluntary vulnerable persons registries in the city of Halifax, uh, Mississauga, Jasper, and many other locations in Canada. Um, There's been new emergency legislation in British Columbia that addresses people with disabilities, and that's a result of the huge number of people with disabilities that died in the heat dome. Um, Most importantly, for all the listeners, there are new emergency management codes of standards for persons with disabilities that have been developed by Accessibility Standards Canada, and those... um, Uh, standards are online for review until January 17th. So there's only uh, eight days left to review those. And and you can, um, I think they'll probably put the link in the script for the show, but accessiblecanada.ca, type in emergency accessibility standards. And they are a very accessible um, survey um, for multiple disabilities to get your input on how we should be moving forward. And so for yourself, because this is obviously something you're, you've you been very passionate about, you've been advocating for, you know, getting more vulnerable persons to list. What, what are you uh, gonna be focused on this year? What's next for Ann Camozzi as uh, 2024 rolls on? Well, I'm going to be working very hard to try and get the whole province of Nova Scotia covered. Um, we have the city of Halifax, which is roughly half the half the province's uh, population, but that leaves another half a million people, 30% of which have disabilities, uh, who are not covered in emergency management. And like I've said on other shows, most emergency management in Canada is done by volunteers. And volunteers do not have time in the face of a wide-scale emergency to accommodate those of us with special needs. So I'm going to be working on that provincially. But I also want to try and erase the stigma about vulnerable persons' registries. There are some people with disabilities who take issue with the word vulnerable. 
And I think they're, you know, that's a legitimate concern, but it's really important to understand that when we're talking about these vulnerable persons registries, we're talking about people like me who live alone, who um, have multiple disabilities, but I'm not vulnerable in an everyday situation, but in the face of a wide scale emergency, I am made more vulnerable. And I think there is very little information that needs to be collected other than my GPS location and a plan for me. So for me, I need evacuation. I need accommodation for a different way to evacuate. I need wheelchair accessible transit. To organize that after a hurricane or in the middle of a fire is almost impossible. So I'm really going to try and encourage all people with disabilities to become involved in their own communities. And so, as you mentioned, with the removing stigma, part of that always comes down to uh, providing education and, and informing the public about like what really the situation is, what are the issues, and and really, as you mentioned, like what is a vulnerable person's registry? What does emergency preparedness actually look like? So, what information do you think people still need to be made aware of, or what should they know about this as you try to remove that stigma? Well, first of all, we need everybody to comment on those standards. We need as many people with disabilities to to comment on the accessibility standards. And and as I talked about in earlier episodes, and if you haven't seen the episode I did in September, it's on YouTube about how people with disabilities can get prepared for um, emergencies. And as Dave said at the time, some of those solutions are outside the box because mm -hmm. we still live in quite an ableist society, but we do need every person with disabilities to create their own emergency plan. Predictions are that this year will be just as warm, if not warmer than last year. Um, that means more climate disasters and emergency, unfortunately, and a reminder that people with disabilities are two to four times more likely to die in these climate emergencies. So we all need to be prepared. But just as important as creating your own emergency plan, part of that should be reaching out to your local EMO, especially if you live in a rural location, to discuss the needs that you have for accommodation. Find out how EMO works in your community. Advocate for better planning for people with disabilities. You know, we have to advocate for accessible shelters, accessible emergency evacuation, such as in my case, warming and cooling centers, voluntary vulnerable persons registries. We need people to keep t caring about this topic because it's our lives that are at stake. And, and really, we have to demand that em people with disabilities be included in emergency management messaging. I think, I think that's also very important. And so looking ahead for, for this year, what, what are your biggest hopes for 2024? Well, of course, in a perfect world, um, the global community would make real inroads into the climate emergency and reduce our reliance on fossil fuels and that everybody listening will reduce their own ecological footprint. You know, it. I, I was reading The Guardian uh, two days ago and they were saying that um, 2023 fatalities rose by 30% over 2022 for climate emergencies and it is shocking how many of those how many of those fatalities were people with disabilities and and older adults so i i think 
you know, we want to bury our heads in the sand on this issue and say, oh, it doesn't apply to me. But I've now, in our province last year, we had a hurricane, we had wildfires, we had flooding. And what shocked me was that there was absolutely no planning for me and my community. And I, I really think that everybody, you know, has to, I, I, so far, I have not seen a better answer than volunteer vulnerable persons registries. And volunteer means just that. I put up my hand and say, I'm volunteering that I am made more vulnerable in a wide-scale emergency, and I am asking for accommodation. I, I, um, and, and, you know, and that means I have my own individualized plan. And I really personally hope that there will be VPRs in many jurisdictions and that our entire province will be covered. I certainly will be working hard to see that happen in my own community and, and, um, and at a provincial level. And I think it is an education thing for people with disabilities. I just assumed that I would be accommodated. I just assumed there was a plan for me. But making that assumption about your personal safety is really not a good idea in this current climate of, you know, climate emergencies. Yeah, well, and we, we come across accessibility issues at the best of times, but especially in the case of an emergency or, or times of, of stress or, and, and uh, uh, issues in crisis, it's, it's going to be even more exasperated and it's going to be even more of an issue for, for folks to receive access to that, that proper care and support. So for folks who want to find out more information, who want to get involved, you said they can still chime in. What information, where should people be going to find out more information and get involved? Well, you can Google um, emergency preparedness for people with disabilities, and there are some documents that the federal government has put out. Each province is different, but there's very little information online. The, the, the session that we did in September is on YouTube, and you can Google that. And also a reminder um, that anybody can email me. I'm, I have a pretty big social media presence. If you go to my website, um, at www.ancamosi, you can find my email. I'm more than happy to talk to anybody individually and, and let them know what I know is going on in their province. Um, I think we all need to work together on this. Please review the standards at uh, www.accessiblecanada.ca, emergency standards, and, and um, talk to each other. Uh, talk to your neighbors. Reach out to your neighbors. That's one thing I've I've done. We had a power outage here last week, and because I had reached out to my neighbors, they came over right away to check on me. So we have to we have to work together and and help each other out. And certainly, I'm available for anybody who wants any help to get uh, advocating in their own community. That's very good. And thank you so much for this. As as always, it's it's a pleasure to chat with you and uh, have yourself a wonderful day. Well, thank you very much and happy new year to you, Alex, and everybody at AMI and everybody out there. Let's have a safe 2024. Let's have no more deaths from people with disabilities in Canada during wide-scale emergencies. Take care. Absolutely. That was Ann Camosi, a disability rights advocate based in Nova Scotia. Coming up after the break, via rail delays have been causing strain for some customers on the network. Reporter Megan Gilmore fills you in on this story. 
You're watching now with Dave Brown on AMI. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.